Jesus mighty name amen all right uh, so today i'm going to share on a common topic in a grace circles uh, identity in christ it is easy for someone to just uh, switch off after hearing a topic like that because they say oh well it's uh, your identity in Christ i already know about that one but i just want you to to know that by switching off you might be closing yourself from what god would love to teach you amen so don't switch off just because you know the topic but stay tuned and listen amen uh, for the bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of god faith does not come by having heard it is a present continuous tense it comes by hearing you have to continue hearing the word amen, amen. just like bathing you don't depend on last week's bath today you don't depend on yesterday's yesterday's bath today but you need a fresh one every day so you need a fresh word every day it might be a word which was preached five years ago, ten years ago, but it is a fresh word. What you need is a fresh word because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Like I said, something that we've already uh, heard about or we already know uh, Paul says in uh, Philippians chapter 3 verse 1 Finally my brethren rejoice in the Lord to write the same things to you is not trouble to me and is safe for you Take note uh, where he says to write the same things Amen Second uh, Peter chapter 1 verse 12 and 13 Peter also concurs about saying the same things. For this reason, I will not be negligent to remind you always of these things, though you know and are established in the present truth. Yes, I think it is right, as long as I'm in this tent, to steer you up by reminding you. Amen. So, a reminder is always important for keeping you alert it is important to be always reminded for safeguarding amen so a reminder is important because if we are not reminded over and over again we might forget some of the things that's why the psalmist says in psalms 103 verse 2 Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. He acknowledges the fact that the soul might forget. That's why he says that, and forget not. Amen. So, this, what I'm going to do today is a reminder of the things that you already know. Hallelujah. Just like I said, the topic is your identity in Christ. It is important for us to know 
who we are in Christ. Because once we know who we are in Christ, it will ultimately lead us to know who Christ is or who God is to us. Amen. A lack of understanding of our identity in Christ can cause people to live falsely or false identities. If you know who God is to you, it will ultimately lead you to knowing who you are in God or in Christ. Amen. We live in a world where identities can be imposed on an individual if you are not careful. Culture can impose an identity on you. Friends can impose an identity on you. Family can impose an identity on you. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you know who you are in Christ? Because there is an identity which Adam gave to mankind. And there is also an identity which Christ gave us. Or which Christ gives to those who believe. Amen. For years I suffered, uh, I suffered from identity crisis because I identified myself with Adam and also identified myself with Christ on the cross. So it was an identity crisis because once uh, I sinned, I would crawl back to Psalms 151. Oh, have mercy upon me, Lord, according to your loving kindness and your tender mercies. Oh, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin. Because I didn't know my identity, my correct identity. So you would chop from Jesus' identity at one time. And when you do wrong, you go back to Adam. Amen. Because of a confused identity. Pastor then once said something profound. He said, the identity that you value is the identity that will work for you. As a child of God, it is possible for one to value his, his or her identity in Adam because of the way you were taught. The word wasn't rightly divided. You identified yourself with Adam more than you did with Christ. You identified with Christ on the cross. But whenever you did wrong, you identified with Adam. Places of worship that enforce the identity in Adam or places of worship that value the identity in Adam you hear them probably during devotion telling you that let us go before the Lord and ask for the forgiveness of our sins. Because they are identifying themselves with Adam. However, you will hardly or you will never hear them telling you that let us go before the Lord and thank him for our righteousness in Christ. Amen. Because of where or who they identify with. Hallelujah. 
our identity in Christ leads to freedom whilst the identity in Adam leads to bondage let us read Romans chapter 8 sorry Romans chapter 5 verse 18 to 19 Romans chapter 5 verse 18 to 19 it reads therefore as through one man's offense judgment came to all men take note of one man resulting in condemnation even so through one man's righteous act the free gift came to all men resulting in the justification of life as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners so also by one man's obedience many will be made righteous so you can see you are not a sinner because you sin what makes you a sinner is your sin nature whom you identify with because it is all about the one man you value because if you value uh, the man Adam it leads to condemnation but if you value the one man Christ scripture says it leads uh, to justification failure to rightfully divide that leads to condemnation and bondage I was in bondage and in condemnation for a long time. We've been there. If I tell you that uh, I couldn't look at a, at someone beautiful, let's say a lady, and comment on my mind that that person is beautiful, At that very moment, or after having commented in my mind, not in my with my mouth, in my mind, I would feel so guilty. I would beat myself down that I have sinned before God. I had a weakness in pornography. So you see, you have got a weakness in pornography. And then you see beautiful women out there. It is condemnation upon condemnation. Bondage upon bondage. I would take a week of fasting to ease the bondage. Take a, 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 a month of fasting trying to ease the conscience. Amen. Someone... <laughs> someone said something that really hit me because I would go to the mountain or the closet and pray and then come back just after coming back from the mountain you are involved in the same thing that you were praying about you go back to the mountain you come back and this person said when Jesus went to the mountain after he finished prayer 
he met the devil. So he said, the devil is not worried about you being in the closet. The moment you come out of the closet, you are faced with the same challenges. So it was a pattern that I was carrying all time. All the time I'll be carrying the same pattern. All the time I'll be carrying the same pattern. You think of something wrong, it will require a times of a fasting and prayer. Can you imagine, I used to even condemn myself for yawning during prayer. Once I yawn, just yawning, I would have been in prayer for 30 minutes and then yawn. I would feel condemned and start afresh. Because I identified myself with Adam. Not with Christ. Amen. Amen. Who do you identify yourself with? Romans chapter 5 verse 12. Uh, Romans chapter 5 verse 12 uh, says, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin and thus death spread to all men because all sinned. What happened was Adam sinned and it was registered as though you also participated in the sin. You were not present when Adam sinned. But when it is recorded, it says because all sinned. We sinned because of one man. Not because you participated in this in the act, but you were treated as if you participated because of Adam. You were not involved in the act but you were treated as though you were involved in the act. I usually ask a question that how come it is easy for people to identify themselves with Adam and it is difficult even for born again believers to identify themselves with Christ. It is easy to identify with Adam in your sin. But it is difficult for people to identify with Christ in their righteousness. You didn't participate in Adam's sin. It was imputed. And it is easy for people to believe that. But when we say you are righteous, because you didn't do the righteous act, Jesus did the righteous act and it was also imputed. Before you became a believer, did your righteous act giving to the poor, being good to people, being kind, and all those kinds of good works, did all those things make that person righteous? No. So no matter how many righteous acts 
one deed. It didn't equal to being righteous. Then why when we say you are righteous without doing any righteous act in Christ, you don't believe it. Because in Adam you didn't do, but you believe. In Christ you didn't do, and we tell you that you are, you don't believe. It is because of the gospel or of the message that has been peddled over the years. Amen. A message of condemnation a message of bondage. Amen. Amen. That's, that's what religion does. Religion concentrates on the outward man. Religion concentrates on how you dress, concentrates on the tongues that you, 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 you use, but relationship then concentrates on the inward man which will eventually spill over to the outward. If you identify yourself with Adam, you will always concentrate on what you do on the outward. And believe you me, you will never equal the standard of doing. Jesus comes and says you have heard it being said of old. Thou shalt not uh, commit adultery. But I say if you look at a woman less fully you have already committed adultery. What Jesus is trying to show the people is that the law which I gave you or the law that you were given was a watered down or it was a diluted it wasn't 100% concentrated it was diluted the diluted version says if you sleep you have committed sin but the concentrated version then says if you look lustfully you have already committed. Amen. So, who do you identify yourself with this morning? Do you identify yourself with Adam in reference to your behavior? Or you identify yourself with Christ? Ephesians chapter 2 verse 2 and 3. So, God created us as human beings, not human doings. So, as a human being, you, you live from your being. You don't live from your doing. Your identity is connected to your being. Let's read Ephesians chapter 2 and then it will become more clear. Uh, from verse 2 to 3. 
or maybe we can start from verse 1 uh, from verse 1 it reads and you he met alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once past tense in which you once walked according to the course of this of this world according to the prince of the power of the air the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature children of wrath just as the others who were by nature that's a past tense that's what we used to be that's how we identified ourselves as children of wrath verse 4 then Paul switches or turns the coin on the other side from verse 1 to from verse 1 to 3 he's telling you about your situation how you were before Christ or how you were before you believed from verse 4 then he begins to tell you of who you are now in Christ but God who is rich from verse 4 but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in trespasses made us alive together with Christ by grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so in Christ you are now seated in the heavenly places you know you are in Christ Christ is in you Christ is seated in heavenly places you are also seated in heavenly places that's a a powerful mystery because he says you are in Christ and Christ is in you so when we look at you we can't see you we can't see the difference between you and Christ because Christ is in you and you are in Christ when there when the scripture says Christ is seated in the heavenly places you are also there seated together with him so God wants you to rest in that God wants you to rest in what he has already done on the cross amen he says in Colossians chapter 1 uh, verse 21 and 22 and you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind take note he says you were enemies in your mind not in the mind of God and we still have places of worship that continue to to peddle this that you are still an enemy of God when you do wrong when you do wrong God is angry with you because there are still enemies of God in their own minds not in the mind of God but in their own minds 
He says you were enemies in and you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works. <laughs> what he is referring to when he's talking of wicked works there are the works of self-righteousness. Because I have prayed or fasted for this long, I'm guaranteed righteousness. Because I've done this type of act, I am guaranteed the blessing. Because I have done this act, I am guaranteed the favor. You can hear it even in the testimonies. After praying for 30 days, after fasting, I left my comfortable bed. I left my comfortable and uh, nice food and went to the mountain for 30 days. And then after the 30 days, God did. Now you are saying God did because you did. God, you are saying God wouldn't have done if you didn't do. Enemies in your mind by wicked works. Just because I have done this, God is supposed to do. You hear funny stories. We have heard them. You have heard them. You hear people saying, I put my tights receipts under the pillow. <laughs> so that when a storm comes, I go to those receipts and says, God, look what I have done. He says in the book of Isaiah that your righteousness is like filthy rags to in his sight. All your outward works don't count for anything in his sight. It is like filthy rags. Amen. So he says, by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled, he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you. To pre it is him who is doing the presenting. You are not responsible for presenting. It is Christ who is doing the presenting. You don't present yourself that God, I have fasted for so long, I have prayed for so long, I have attended service prayer pens for so long, now I present myself. No. It is the work of Christ to present you. You remember this, uh, the parable of the garments? Those who went with their own garments trying to present themselves, they were cast out of the, the, the party. Because they came with the wrong garments. Because they tried to present themselves. They brought their identity outside Christ. They brought the identity of Adam and presented it. But he says, Uh, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh 
through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. You all your working, all your fasting cannot present you holy. All your giving, all your your charitable work cannot present you holy. It can present you good in our faces. But to him, he does the presenting. He does the presenting when you believe in him. When you believe that Jesus is Lord. When you believe that he is the Christ. He presents you holy and blameless. Hallelujah. I just want to tell someone this morning that you are righteous. That you are blessed. That you are holy. That you are loved. That you are God's beloved. You are not righteous because you have done righteous acts. You are righteous because he has made you righteous. Amen. Not because you have done anything spectacular. But because he has done it all on your behalf. He ran the rest, the, uh, the comrades marathon. And then he came back to the, to the starting line and gave you the medal and said you are the one who ran it. That's what Christ did for us. Amen. Amen. So you have to identify yourself in Christ and not in Adam. Scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 22 For as in Adam all die even so in Christ all shall be made alive. In Adam all die in Christ we live. In, in Adam there is bondage. In Christ there is freedom. In Adam there is condemnation. In Christ there is justification. In Adam there is death in Christ there is life. Who do you identify with today? Are you carrying the weight on your shoulders? Are you depending on your fasting for justification? Are you depending on your prayers? Are you depending on your ability? You know, some of the stories or some of the books that we read put put pressure on us. I read a book at one time. I won't share the title. But I read a book. This man was saying he spent 40 days closed in a, in a prayer closet. And the spirit of the Lord came and he saw Jesus in a physical body. And you hear that kind of a story as a believer. It puts pressure on you. You put pressure on yourself. That's so it means that when I'm at work, someone is praying. I start work at 8 and I finish at 5. Someone is praying. How do I see God while I have prayer for 3 minutes? 
I cannot compete with that guy who has got 40 days closed in the closet. Because of what you have heard or read, you hear of someone saying, or you see someone who is performing miracles and yourself you are not even performing a miracle or you are performing miracles but you are, you are seeing yourself not in the same level as that person and you put pressure on yourself because you are identifying yourself with Adam you are putting pressure on yourself but Jesus is saying today come unto me all you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest come to Christ and he will give you rest you don't have to carry the burden any longer give the burden to Christ to carry for you don't depend on yourself depend upon God rest in Christ amen, amen. so at the cross Christ did a divine exchange you rest in what he has already done on the cross he took your sins so that you might you, you can be identified as righteous in him so he took your sins and gave you his righteousness in exchange he took your cases on the cross so that you can be blessed in exchange he took your sorrows, your tears, so that you can be joyous in exchange. He took your anxieties so that you may be in peace in exchange. You shouldn't cry as the world cries, as if you don't know who you are in Christ. When they are saying there is a going down, you should say there is a lifting up. When they are saying things are bad, you say all is well. Let the Russia say it is well. You can only say that when you know who you are in Christ. And when you know who Christ is to you. Amen. Hallelujah. You hear statements like I'm a sinner saved by grace. That's a confused identity. You are not a sinner saved by grace. You were a sinner who got saved by grace. Once a man is in Christ, he is a new creation. Behold, all things have passed away and all things have become new. The new has to identify with the new. You, you are having an identity crisis when you are identifying yourself with the old whilst you are in the new. Your identity is similar to what Christ is. As he is, so are we. You identify with all the characteristics of Christ. You are not going to become righteous when you get to heaven. You are not going to become holy when you get to heaven or blessed when you do an act. Because the Bible says, as he is in this world, so are we. As he is, so are we in this world. We won't become when we go. We are right now. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, the reason why you, you have that confused identity, I'm a sinner saved by grace. That kind of identity causes one to be comfortable in sin. Causes one to have uh, reasons to justify why they are doing sin. Why they are continuing in sin. Because they will just say, I'm a sinner saved by grace. I'm a sinner saved by grace. But when you got born again, you were given a new nature. You were given a new nature which does not feel comfortable in sin. And that's the nature that you have as a child of God. Dogs bark because they are dogs. That's their nature. You, you are righteous because you are a child of God and that's your nature. You are not a sinner, child of God. You are a saint. Someone uh, is just looking behind them. They are saying, is he talking to me? Me, a saint. Yes, you. You are a saint. Look at how Paul introduces his letters to the church in Ephesus, to the church in Colossae, to the church in Philippi. Look at how he introduces these letters. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 1. Paul, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 1 verse 1 Philippians chapter 1 verse 1 He says, Paul and Timothy born servants of Jesus Christ to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi with the bishops and deacons. Colossians chapter 1 verse 2 He says to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ who are in Colossae grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you see the common denominator? He called them all saints. Does it mean in Philippi, in Ephesus, in Colossae, and all other places that Paul wrote letters, does it mean that there were no people who were misbehaving there? No. Because if you remember in the book of Corinthians, he rebuked the, the Corinthians. Because of what they were doing in church. But Paul refused to identify them by their behavior. And identified them by who they are in Christ. There were a lot of people who were doing a lot of crazy things in those churches. But Paul continued to call them saints. You are a saint. Not because you do saintly things. But because of Christ, you are a saint. 
Hallelujah. So you should identify yourself with Christ, not with your mistakes. I don't identify yourself in Christ, not in what you do or don't do. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. If you identify yourself by your weaknesses, if you identify yourself by your culture, if you identify yourself by your friends, by your family, you always carry a heavy load on your back which will always weigh you down. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter 8 verse 17 he says, For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. If you depend on your flesh, you always fight a losing battle. Identify yourself with Christ who is able to fix your flesh. Don't identify yourself or try by your power to fix the flesh. Rehab has failed because they concentrate on the flesh, the outward. But the Holy Spirit has a 100% successful rate because he concentrate on the inward which will eventually change your outward. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, just celebrate your identity in Christ. Just celebrate your identity in Christ. You are a new creation because of what Christ has done. Identify yourself with that. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1 is a uh, I wind down. On uh, Friday, uh, I went to help a, a client, an old lady. And she said, what tribe are you from? And I told her, my tribe. She said, no wonder you are, such, you are so nice to people. And then she, she said, what she said, and then I said, no, I'm not nice to people because of my tribe. It is because of Christ, of who I am in Christ, not because my, of my tribe. We have got a lot of bad people in my tribe. As much as you have got a lot of bad people in your tribe, and as much as you have, you have got a lot of good people in your tribe, but what makes a person good is not their identity in culture or tribe or their identity in people. It is their identity in Christ. Identify yourself with Christ. Hallelujah. It was for this freedom that Christ set us free, completely liberating us Therefore, 
Keep standing firm and do not be subject again to the slavery, to the yoke of slavery, which you once removed. If you don't know who you are, it is possible to be reeled back to slavery and bondage. Because you don't know who you are. So once you are reeled back, you don't know that you have been reeled back because you didn't know who you were at the first place. So he says, stand firm in your freedom in Christ. So I'm just going to close with this uh, scripture. And then we celebrate Jesus. Colossians chapter 1 from verse 21 to 23 in the message Bible. It says, You yourselves are a case study of what he does. At one time, you all had your backs turned to God, thinking rebellious thoughts of him, giving him trouble at every chance you got. But now, by giving yourselves, by giving himself completely at the cross, actually dying for you, Christ brought you over to God's side and put your lives together whole and holy in his presence. You don't walk away from that, from a gift like that. You stay grounded and steady in that bond of trust. Constantly tuned into the message. Careful not to be distracted or diverted. There is no other message. Just this one. Every creature under heaven gets the same message. I, Paul, am a messenger of this message. I can safely say, I, Alan, am a messenger of this message. And you can put your name in there and say, I, Susan, I, James, I am a messenger of this message. The message of freedom in Christ. Amen. We have been given a ministry of reconciliation. We are no longer under the ministry of condemnation or under the ministry of death. But we have moved our pulpits from Sinai and we have put our pulpits in Zion. We no longer preach the message that God is angry with you. But we are saying come back to Jesus. He is happy with you. Come back to Jesus. He loves you. That is the ministry that we all have. The ministry of reconciliation. Not the ministry of telling people that God is angry with you when you do wrong. And he is happy when you do right. So God should be in a mixed mood. Because there are billions of people who are busy making him happy, making him angry, happy, angry, happy, angry, happy, angry. It is not like that. Jesus consumed all the wrath of God on the cross. He, God released all the wrath that was meant to be released upon you, upon Jesus. He placed all the curse of the law upon Jesus so that you may come out on the other side, justified. Mm. Let's go to 
second uh, Corinthians chapter 5 verse 15 uh, is it verse 15 No, it's a Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 7, verse 18. Am I getting right? Am I getting it right? Am I getting... No. But he says that when he died, we also died with him. And when he rose, we also rose up with him. For our justification. When you got born again, you got born again in a different family. The family that you are in right now is different from the family that you were in before. You no longer identify yourself with the uh, identities of the old family. But you now identify yourself with the identity in Christ. You are complete in Christ. You are complete in Christ. You don't need any addition. Because Christ has done the work and finished it. Identify yourself with Christ. Identify yourself with what Christ has already done. Identifying yourself with Christ takes all the pressure away from you. It takes away all the burden. Because when you do wrong, you can always safely go back to the Father. But if you identify yourself with Adam, I was talking to someone uh, during on Christmas Day, I was just sharing the good news, and he says, the reason why I stopped going to church is because they told, they kept on telling us that God is not happy with us when we sin. I, you know, he says, I couldn't uh, leave the bottle beer. So whenever I go to church, I'll be condemned for what I had done. So he says, I decided to stop going to church. I said, he said, when I, they told me that, I said, ah, let me just uh, free myself and have a one-way ticket to hell. If I'm going to go to hell for, for sinning, let me sin to the maximum. It is because of the message that was wrongly divided. It is because of the message which was wrongly preached. I just want to tell you this morning that God is happy with you. Amen. That God is pleased with you. Amen. It is the love of God that changes people. It is not the intimidation of hell that changes people. It is the love, the love, the love, the love. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I hope you, you were blessed this morning. Um, that's all. That's it. I'm done.